how do we help our public sector customers first get to the cloud so that they can really leverage their data enterprise and AI and then you know, adapt those technologies to their mission so that they can really achieve the benefit of digital transformation. Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, previewing Tuesday's Google Public Sector Summit and how AI is accelerating mission transformation in the public sector. It's Monday, October 16th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. We're coming to you a day early this week so we can preview the Google Public Sector Summit presented by Scoop News Group at the Ronald Reagan Building in Washington, D.C. To learn more about the summit, visit fedscoop.com backslash attend. Here's what's happening now. The U.S. government on Friday disclosed more than 700 artificial intelligence use cases among federal agencies on a new database uploaded to the AI.gov website. This consolidated database, which is a compilation of individual postings from agencies, comes as the Biden administration promises to beef up regulation of AI, including through an upcoming executive order and new Office of Management and Budget guidance for the federal government. The new database shows the government is using an extensive array of artificial intelligence tools, even as it gears up to further regulate and invest in the technology. The database also demonstrates that some agencies have done more to deploy and document their use of AI, particularly the Departments of Energy and Health and Human Services, which have each disclosed more than 150 use cases. In other news, amid the ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas, the U.S. Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is working with cyber officials in Israel to prevent cyber attacks. Brandon Wales, CISA's executive director, said at a Washington Post event on Thursday that the agency is in very close contact with its counterparts in the Israeli National Cyber Directorate and, quote, working in partnership to make sure that whatever information we have that could help them protect their systems, that's being shared. The cyber attacks they have seen so far have been low-level attacks, such as denial of service or web defacements that are more common of less sophisticated actors, Wales said. You can read more about these stories and much more at fedscoop.com. We're all set for Tuesday's Google Public Sector Summit at the Reagan Building in Washington, D.C., where the amazing lineup of speakers are set to discuss how agency and industry experts are approaching the widening intersection of AI and security. Ahead of Tuesday's event, I had the opportunity to speak with Google Public Sector CEO Karen DeHutt on what she hopes attendees walk away with from the event, as well as how generative AI is impacting the public sector, the continued importance of security for government technology, and why government agencies should look to commercial technology in times of crisis. Karen, welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast. It's so great to see you again. Billy, it's great to be here. Thanks for hosting. Absolutely. And I know you're incredibly busy gearing up for the Google Public Sector Forum uh, this Tuesday, October 17th at the Reagan Building. And I'd love to start our conversation there because I know uh, that event is going to be jam-packed with some great content and conversations. So um, you've been planning this for a long time. And I'd love if you could take me inside what you hope to accomplish with the forum and what you think attendees can expect to learn from the day. Thank you, Billy, and thank you for that opportunity to just sort of talk about Google Public Sector and our upcoming forum. And to be honest with you, it's really hard for me to 
talk about this year's forum without reflecting back on last year's summit. I was on the job for 12 days when I took the stage um, back in 2022 and reflecting back to that moment and certainly to the course of this past year, I can't help but think about all of the things I've heard from our customers over the course of the year. I've had the privilege of spending time with federal leaders, state and local leaders, and resoundingly, they share with me three key themes. And it's why I'm excited to be at Google today. The first one is that legacy IT is a massive issue for the public sector, and it is an issue because in order to leverage great new technologies, they have to move beyond legacy IT. The second thing they talk about is this idea of real choice, openness, flexibility, and being able to bring in uh, new technologies to solve really hard mission challenges. And they want that opportunity. And then of course, lastly, is they recognize as we do at Google, that you can't do it alone, that in order to make sure that your institutions are secure, that your platforms are safe and secure, that you're leveraging your data enterprise, that you're really able to leverage AI, that you need to bring in an ecosystem. And Google's really excited and proud to be a part of that ecosystem. So that leads me to our forum next week. Um, we're gonna be talking about all of these things. We're going to obviously talk about Google's differentiation in that space, which maybe we can touch on uh, later during our conversation. But I think it's really important for our public sector customers to understand Google is 100% committed to the space. We want to serve them in a way that really brings them forward in the technology advancements that they should be able to deliver to their constituents and to the mission and that we want to partner with a broad ecosystem to do that. So all those folks will be in the audience on Tuesday and super excited to have an opportunity to speak with them. I, I love where you started and said that you were uh, roughly 12 days into the job, which is uh, probably terrifying and also thrilling and exhilarating to, to jump on the stage right after that. But uh, that, that brings me to the point that it's now been a year and um, you've probably learned a lot in that time as the CEO of Google Public Sector. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on, um, you know, I'm sure you've done some reflecting on that and what maybe you've learned and, and your takeaways from a year on the job. Thanks, Billy, for that question. And it's something I love to talk about. You know, I thought I understood the technology landscape and the advancements that were being made across technology. And what I've come to learn over the course of the past year is it is moving so fast that to be static in your knowledge is really um, not helpful to your customers or to your team, that it's just this incredibly dynamic um, world that we live in. And so, for example, when I think about what our public sector customers are trying to do around digital transformation. Um, I often reflect back on the fact that there have been significant platform shifts over the course of the past 30 years. You can think about going from mainframe to personal computer, from personal computers to mobile, mobile to cloud, and now cloud to the most transformational platform shift that we've ever seen, and certainly the most transformational technology we're working on, AI. 
The challenge with our public sector customers, which I've really come to internalize and understand this year better than I have at any time in my career, is that because the public sector has not been able to keep pace with those platform shifts, they have not really been able to leverage the power of their data enterprise. They haven't been able to leverage the power of AI. And so um, one of the things that is weighing heavy on my mind is how do we help our public sector customers first get to the cloud so that they can really leverage their data enterprise and AI and then you know, adapt those technologies to their mission so that they can really achieve the benefit of digital transformation. So that has been my learning over the course of the year, um, certainly knowing that there's so much we can do, but we need to meet our customers where they are and help them uh, accelerate their digital transformation. And I'm glad you mentioned AI because I, that's obviously we're going to talk about that, right? I mean, it's you can't have a conversation today without getting to the point of AI. And I know that the the summit on Tuesday, there's going to be a lot of talk about that. But, um, you know, this current point in the AI development cycle ha has, you know, it's just surpassed anything we've seen before, even though it's been a topic everybody's talked about for decades. Um, but, you know, in particular with generative AI and everything that's going on in this current inflection point, um, I'm curious, you know, what what is the significance for the government mission? You talked about the need to sort of catch up and, and be able to actually leverage it for the data enterprise. But what does this point in time mean in the AI cycle for for the government mission? You're exactly right. It is the most transformational technology that is being uh, introduced and used worldwide. And it is an incredible accelerant to the public sector mission but also to human ingenuity. And I think our opportunity is to really apply AI to every aspect of public sector services and mission. Here's where it gets difficult, Billy. What we say is you just have to get started. There's a lot of work being done analyzing the risk of AI. Is it secure? Is it safe? Those are reasonable questions to ask. And we always walk into those conversations with full knowledge of here's what Google is doing to ensure a secure platform, safety and responsibility in our AI algorithms. But we also say you just need to get started. Try using things that are not um, scary or would otherwise be detrimental to your organization. So things like contact center AI, using a virtual AI agent to deal with your constituency, to deal with your citizens. And of course, as you know, we've used that successfully during the pandemic in a variety of different states to help those states deliver information around the pandemic, COVID-19, vaccine safety, et cetera. Another great example of AI where our, our public sector customers can use them, sort of use it now as a tool is Doc AI. How do you help you know, um, eliminate repetitive entry of data on documents for constituents, for citizens? How do documents automatically populate? How is that data then from those documents you know, sort of put into a data enterprise and analyzed? Both contact center AI and doc AI are uses of AI, uses of gen AI, but they're not scary use cases. There are things that 
public sector um, customers can immediately begin to use. Then on the other side, there are the health benefits of, of using AI. The Uniformed Services University of Health Sciences, it's DOD's medical school, if you will. Their surgical critical care initiative is using, you know, Google Cloud and Vertex AI and Workspace to uh, create next generation predictive tools to conduct clinical trials. Again, clinical trials, important mission of government, not a scary mission, something that we can really use Gen AI and AI to sort of advance the state of, of uh, those uh, use cases. So uh, again, get started. Let's talk about some use cases that you know are desperately in need for your public sector constituents. And let's show you how the art of the possible with those technologies. Yeah, and that's great to hear because uh, I, we've seen some agencies uh, on the federal side in particular kind of just balk at the the idea of getting started because they there's so much unknown. But it, yes. it, it I, I think your your advice is is pretty um, important and it makes sense. Um, you know, behind AI or e even you know at equal um, you know level with AI maybe or, or in some regards maybe in more important cybersecurity remains a top topic in this space and. Um, you know, it's also beginning to intersect more and more with that field of AI. So I'm curious, you know, in the security uh, field, how are you helping agencies and public sector organizations remain locked in on cyber, especially as it becomes more of a, a conversation about how AI is going to uh, interact and intersect with cybersecurity in the future? such an important question um in the first half of 2023 alone we saw a 35 percent increase in incident response engagements compared to the same period last year which means the threat only continues to get more significant and so what we like to say is that the threat landscape is incredibly dynamic it's super complex and as these trends continue throughout 2024, we need to be ready. And it's absolutely critical that society and that our, all of the society partners get this right. So we start with a basic premise that you need a secure platform. You have to start with a platform that is secure and in our language built in the cloud. We're super proud that Google is a company that was born of the cloud, right? We, we've never been an on-prem um, company or platform. And so Google Cloud is the most secure cloud. And I think that's a really important message to convey. So it has to start with a secure platform. From there, as you begin to um, think about users on that platform as pioneers in zero trust, we're big believers that access and identity to demonstrate zero trust architectures are critical. And we have a pathway to help our public sector customers get there. It's a big mission to move people to a zero trust architecture. It's taken Google a while to get there ourselves. We are a zero trust company, but the reality is once you're there, you can really leverage the full power of cloud and the full power of what is available in your cloud without concerns around you know the, the the threat that will that you will face each and every day so now that you have a secure platform and secure users on that platform 
we often move to the safety and security of AI and algorithms, which I know is weighing heavy on everyone's mind. How do you know that the algorithms are safe? How do you know that the data that it is leveraging, the large language models that it's leveraging are safe and are relevant to the use cases? I think Google has approached this from a number of different ways. First of all, we have been the purveyor of large language models and making them open to the world. The T in GPT stands for the transformer model that Google um, built and adapted and made open to the public back in 2017, 2018. I think that's a really important point. And then from there, our AI approach has always been one of responsibility to make sure that the algorithms we are building are safe, that they reflect the best of the capability and the best of breed as it relates to the data. And importantly, we always show where our data is coming from. We show the source code. And I think that is another part of our responsibility. So your point, Billy, that we are at an inflection point in, at AI that we need to ensure safety and security is such an important one. As I said at the open, I feel like in some cases the public sector is lagging the commercial sector in terms of its platform. And I think that we can be tremendously helpful and beneficial to the public sector and first understanding where they are on that maturity model and how they begin to take very deliberate steps with new and emerging technologies to get to where they need to be to really leverage AI in a safe, secure way. And that brings to mind, you you said something really interesting recently at the AUSA conference about working with government and how often uh, they'll call on private sector commercial innovation to come in after a major emergency or crisis has happened, whether it's COVID-19 or some major conflict, you know, just no, you don't really need to look past what's going on today in the Middle East and, and you know, how uh, the U.S. is obviously supporting that. And I'm sure that Google and others have been called on uh, to, to provide innovation and in, in the technology solutions to serve there. Um, but, you know, it's often uh, not too little too late, but it would be nice to have that uh, kind of partnership a little bit more up front. So I'm, I, I'd love to hear more about that thoughts and how, you know, starting earlier rather than later can really provide and make a difference to um, some better outcomes in those scenarios. Thanks for referencing that panel. And, and I have to be honest with you, I was a little nervous um, that my comments would stimulate um, uh, maybe some concern uh, around the panelists. And I really appreciated the way they engaged on the topic. And, and to your point, what I put out there is that in terms of crisis, um, often governments turn to known uh, consumer tools to support them because they are just more collaborative and more capable at the moment of need. And sometimes we spend too much time trying to ensure um, safety, security, you know, proper open architectures, et cetera, during a non-conflict time. And that just is really time consuming. And so how do we accelerate the adoption of these consumer technologies at the enterprise level? 
And, you know, some examples, I mean, I think if you go back just to the pandemic and look at some of the work we did, um, you know, with the states around using some of the technologies that I mentioned, CCAI and Doc AI, known consumer products um, that were out there to make better decisions and make better data available to their citizens. So the Illinois Department of Employment Security, for example, used CCAI um, to establish a virtual agent um, on its website. And it handled over 140,000 phone and web inquiries a day. I mean, you just can't scale at a human, at, at a human level in that way. New York Department of Labor, same, same thing. We created an application portal for them to help um, the state deal with really unemployment surge and filings for unemployment. So these are just a few examples during the pandemic where they turn to more traditionally available, you know, consumer products to support public sector mission. But you can also look at the federal level, and I think it's super important to think about, you know, what was going on in Ukraine and certainly the Afghanistan withdrawal. These are areas where, um, you know, we were called upon to support um, the, the Ukrainian government. We've offered 50,000 free licenses to workspace to just enable the government to continue to work and be effective. Google Docs is a well-known um, you know, a uh, consumer product that so many people use, and it's been turned to a number of times to create a, a collaboration platform for, you know, people that are trying to resolve really hard international challenges. And so I think that it is critical and important that our public sector customers look to consumer products. First of all, these consumer products are used by billions with a B users in the world with ease and with security built in. How do our public sector missions leverage these consumer products at an enterprise level to really help support and drive, you know, mission outcomes that are that are fast, effective, and more efficient in its use? So Karen, as we close out, um, you know, I, I always like to end with the sort of question about what's next. And, um, you know, you teed the the topic up at the beginning and talked about how you can differentiate and how Google public sector is a little different than some of the, the mainstream providers that have been in the government a bit longer. But, you know, as we do look forward next, what do you hope to bring to the table in the public sector space with Google, Google public sector? Thank you for that opportunity to offer a Google uh, public sector advertisement, Billy. But um, I am the reason I am so excited to be at Google is because Google thinks differently. And when we try to solve mission uh, challenges for our public sector customers, we don't think traditionally. We think really differently and out of the box. Um, the first thing I would say is that our approach to GovCloud is completely different from the way our competitors have approached it. We are certifying and getting accredited our commercial cloud so that it is not a less reliable, less feature-rich, fortress version of commercial cloud. It is commercial cloud but it is accredited at appropriate levels so that our public sector customers get the full feature set and the full compute power of a commercial cloud. I think also zero trust, and we are really uh, encouraging our public sector customers to think about zero trust and how to implement it. As I said earlier, it's a journey and it starts with really understanding identity and access, but I think 
to get to a point where you really trust public sector platforms, you know, thinking about and embedding security at the outset is, is critically important. And it's something we're super proud of, particularly with the acquisition of Mandiant, um, their threat intel services, how we bake that into our secure platforms is super important. And so we're really feel like we're highly differentiated there. We're also to close really pushing our customers to think about multi-cloud and hybrid cloud. It may seem selfish to say that, and it is not. We believe that when public sector customers rely on a single cloud, that is just another version of vendor lock-in. And so we're encouraging them to look at all clouds and leverage the power of each cloud for the meaningful workloads they have to run. And we have created you know, products that enable multi-cloud to be vibrant and living within our public sector institutions. Anthos, for example, is the world's first open cloud management platform, which really creates a management layer and a multi-cloud um, environment to allow ease of movement across, um, across clouds. We also have Apogee, which is an open AI platform, which allows plug and play for any of your partners. So those are areas, all of those are areas where we believe that we are differentiated, that we are bringing different thinking to the government. And we're certainly going to reinforce a lot of those messages next week and, and appreciate the question, Billy. Yeah. And we look forward to the, the summit on Tuesday. I think it's going to be an amazing event and you guys have been amazing partners in, to work with uh, in, in building it. So we really look forward to uh, providing an amazing uh, just day full of great speakers and everything. So, um, but thank you for previewing it and uh, the thoughts today. It's always great to uh, chat with you, Karen, um, and hopefully we can do it again soon. Thank you, Billy. And thank you so much to Scoop News Group for helping us with our forum next week. Certainly excited about it. You can learn more about public sector adoption of AI as well as the Google Public Sector Summit on Tuesday at fedscoop.com. The Daily Scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show help more people to find it. The Daily Scoop podcast is a production of the Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Adam Butler and Carlin Fisher help put the show together, and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes. We'll be back on Thursday with a brand new episode. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.